level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Well, good evening, everybody. A corn bandit back at you with another little feed bandit podcast. Uh, it is tur- Texas turkey time in Texas. Yeah, no, turkey time in Texas. There you go. God, I had that all spelled out and I fumbled it as usual. But yes, indeed, it is turkey time in Texas. Thank goodness. Uh, as we all know, this is the last. Oh, I guess the last official game species in the great state of Texas until dove season starts uh, many months away. But, hey, who's counting? But, you know, the great thing is when turkey season ends, you know, now we get into the heat of the summer and we we worry about those protein feeders and we look at the antlers growing. They're already starting to grow at uh, Rancho Bandito and we sit there and we pray for rain. We pray for sunflowers. So, um, anyways, turkey season is here. It's a heck of a lot of fun and a lot of birds, uh, seeming to be around the state, you know, that, that big freeze, uh, that we had back in February, which seems like it was just last week, uh, from what I've heard, you know, didn't really seem to impact a lot of the turkey population. I think that, you know, a lot of folks said that their fat or some of the, the experts that is said a lot of their fat reserves would be worn down and, you could see some mortality because of that. It's a big word for me. Uh, but that did not happen. Well, and at least not that I've heard. So uh, that's fantastic. You know, a lot of turkeys are uh, AKA corn rats, right? Uh, you know, they, they can be a real pain in the butt on, on some places, but uh, you know, in others, they don't have as many and they're just a, they're a sight for sore eyes. But you know, the wild turkey is a, a true success story. Um, uh, you know, I think it was a Benjamin Franklin wanted to make them the, uh, the national bird as opposed to the Eagle because they're smart and well, they taste good and all that kind of stuff. Eagle tastes pretty good too. I got to admit, uh, especially Eagle with a side of, uh, halibut is phenomenal. But, uh, anyway, that's, uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, obviously I'm joking. Federal game warden who's listening to this never tasted Eagle. I've seen a couple really, really cute, uh, really cute, fun, uh, just a little joke there for you, but uh, so so back to back to talking turkeys. Uh, what we're going to do on these next couple of little shows is we're going to we're going to concentrate just on a, on a couple of different tips per show. And again, we're going to call it the uh, uh, turkey time in Texas. And kind of the point of this is as you're heading out to your lease, your farm, your ranch, whatever you want to call it, you know, take some of this advice and think about it. You know, again, we. We always talk about the weekend warriors. That's what we are, right? And we just have a finite amount of time. So you want to make the absolute best use of your time uh, when you're out there on your land. So, uh, you know, hopefully everybody's been doing some scouting, you know, seeing where the birds are, you know, when they fly down from the roost, where they fly up, uh, so on and so forth. We're going to talk about two topics tonight uh, in, in, in somewhat detail, but, but I think it's important. And since it's still extremely early season, well, it's the second weekend really of the, uh, of the, um, uh, Northern, Northern season here in Texas. Uh, I think the, the Southern season has been going on for about two or three weeks now. Uh, a little bit different conditions, you know, birds are doing X, Y, and Z. So, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. So, uh, first topic we'll talk about tonight are jakes. 
and as we all know, Jakes are the juvenile, uh, the juvenile wild turkeys. You know, they're they're first year birds. Okay, how do you tell a Jake from a from a big mature gobbler? Well, uh, my kind of from my personal experience, the the Jakes when you look at their head, uh, they're a heck of a lot redder. In fact, you're going to see a lot more red on the Jake's head, uh, especially this time of year when they're all uh, blown up in the full blown turkey rut. Uh, then you will on a big mature uh, tom and a big gobbler, you know, their heads are going to be more of a white and blue. I've even seen some toms where their head is snow white and you can hardly see um, you know, any blue or red on it. So um, that is uh, that's an old bird. If you can ever find one of those, at least in my experience. Uh, also, the other the other telltale sign is just the the um, uh, the beard on the Jake is significantly shorter. It kind of kind of sticks out like a little tough as opposed to uh, as opposed to hanging. So um, it's kind of like guys, you know, for, you know, fellas, you know, we can tell. Anyway, I digress. But um, that is kind of how you identify Jake's. Now, here's a little trivia for you. Something that I guess I probably heard but I had forgotten. What is a uh, juvenile hen turkey called? It's called a Jedi. And of course we all know the uh, famous, fabulous movie Forrest Gump. And, uh, and uh, of course, you know, Forrest is crushed there because he was a, a Jake at one time is Jedi. Uh, yeah. And you know, while we're on the topic of that, something that's always bothered me with, with that particular film as one of my, uh, my uh, sophisticated buddies would say, like it's a movie, dude. It's not a film. Film is something you put in a darn camera. Um, but yeah, they, the only what's really killed me about that is, you know, finally, after all these years, Forrest finally gets his Jenny, right? He gets Jenny, okay? And uh, we all know what happens. You know, Forrest uh, you know, shows up at Jenny's apartment. She's She's like forced here or uh, meet your son, you know, Forrest Jr. And, you know, so they've that that's that night there in Alabama in the summer when it was raining and probably 10,000 degrees outside, no central heating and air. They they did the thing. And then nine months later, they got little Forrest Jr., right? Well, you know, the next part in the movie, you find out that, that Jenny's got this new virus. Knows by, no, nobody knows anything about. Of course, everybody knows that's the HIV. So, you know, instead of being like, hey, Forrest, I'm sick, you know, instead of being, hey, Forrest, I'm sick, it might be, hey, Forrest, I'm sick and dying, and you probably need to go get tested, too. Think about that. That's why there is no Forrest Gump, too. Forrest died. He had the HIV. I don't know. Again, just the name Jenny kind of sets me off. It's frustrating because Forrest, he's a damn good guy, you know. I mean, he's an American hero. He's a, uh, you know, a storied uh, football player in Alabama. He's all the above, and uh, Jenny, who he's been chasing the whole life, ultimately serves him up a dish of cold death. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's my little thing. Uh, again, I digress. So uh, let's talk about the Jakes, okay, and the the young turkey, and kind of kind of the pros and cons. You know, first of all, if you're you know what's a trophy turkey, okay? We'll we'll talk about that first. Well. My opinion, any turkey is a trophy turkey, especially with a shotgun, all right? Because you know, you're effectively out there playing cat and mouse with an animal that spends its entire turkey life surviving, okay? You know, it's and they got great eyesight, great hearing. Uh, they can see in color. They can spot you a mile away. So if you're able to bag a gobbler, 
you know, by by mimicking him and calling that bird in. But that that's a trophy right there. And I don't care how big his spurs are. I don't care how long his beard is, how white or blue his head is. That is a trophy. Um, that being said, for the non-trophy hunters, Jake's eat the same thing. Okay, sure, Jake's don't have all the color. They're a little bit lighter. Their beards are shorter. Their spurs aren't as big. Uh, but they eat the same, right? So it's like, yeah, you, you can't eat antlers. So, uh, you know, should you shoot a Jake? Should you shoot a Jake? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you're, a, if you're in a scenario where, you know, it's the last day of the hunt and you've got a, a nice you know, population of, of wild turkeys on your place, uh, go ahead, take a Jake, T take something home. It's not going to hurt anything. Now, when should you consider not shooting a Jake? Okay, well, you know, if you're in a, a scenario where, you know, you've typically not had a lot of turkeys or, you know, it's uh, it's been a really bad year and your population was already kind of lousy, then, you know, maybe don't shoot a Jake. You know, get out there, get you some experience, but let that Jake turn to a first-year gobbler and we'll see what happens and pray for rain. And hopefully the hens have good clutches of eggs and, and life is um, uh, and, 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 and life is good. Uh, I think one of the the pros to Jake's uh, are that they are that you know that first bird that typically typically that first birds and I say birds because typically you won't see one Jake by himself you'll see four or five of them coming in there uh, you know coming into your decoy and they're gobbling in unison and they're running I mean they are a lot of fun in fact if you go to the feedbandit.com YouTube page which I'll try to I'll have uh, my co-host uh, put the link in there. You can actually see a video of my brother-in-law and I uh, calling in. I think about kind of about four Jakes, and um, great, great deal. We're back there in the bush. Okay, they're looking into the sun. It's just a perfect setup. These Jakes come hauling butt, and in fact, <laughs> it was it was it was just crazy. And you know, you're kind of fixated on the birds and not realizing, oh man, I need to pull the trigger here. Um, yeah, so, so, so Jake's can be, they can be a lot of fun. Jake's are great for kids too. Okay. I mean, sure. You want to get little Sally or little Billy, a you know, a big old trophy gobbler, but Hey, you know what? Again, any Turkey with a shotgun is, uh, is a huge enough trophy for me. I will, I will, and especially for kids, um, this past weekend I had, um, you know, my daughter at Rancho Bandito and, you know, three hours in this little blind, you know, waiting on the. You know, looking at trail cameras, trying to figure out where these birds are kind of congregating. They seem to be all over the place. Uh, and I attribute that to the hens being all over the place. So the gobblers are following. And, uh, you know, three and a half hours come in. We've got uh, actually, you know, it was probably a young gobbler. His beard was starting to kind of hang, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, unfortunately didn't get it done. But uh, hopefully we'll be rewriting that story a little bit later. But, yeah, Jake's are great for... Um, uh, great for the kids. Uh, one problem you do have with Jake's, okay, is is that Jake's can actually be pretty aggressive. And I, I think there was there was an article or a show or something I watched last year uh, during the 2020 turkey season. My best turkey season ever, by the way. Um, was P they they were saying that the Jake's uh, can almost when they get really into the turkey rut, you know, kind of like deer, right? They beat the snot out of each other. Jace can do the same thing too. So um, we got another segment coming up here talking about decoys. We'll talk about should you or should you not, you know, put out a um, a Jake decoy. So um, I'll also make the 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 suggestion, and I actually don't even know if you can uh, be interested to hear from somebody, but you know, the eastern 
wild turkey population in the state of Texas has just not done very well. And hats off to, uh, I think it's uh, Stephen F. Austin University and um, you know the National Wild Turkey Federation, and then all the everybody who's trying to help, trying to trying to reintroduce not not reintroduce but uh, bolster the population of the wild turkey, uh, eastern wild turkey in East Texas. Uh, it is, uh, it's very difficult, you know, um, God knows I got plenty of habitat. I think they're just not taken. Uh, so it's something that I kind of follow when I'm kind of passionate about, but, uh, in that particular scenario, you know, there's a lot of public land and private land where I think you can hunt Eastern turkeys in Texas. Uh, if it was me, I would probably not pull the trigger on an Eastern Jake in the state of Texas. I would probably wait for a gobbler to show up and uh and and kind of go with the whole you know the whole deer theory right you want to you want to take those older bucks and kind of applies to turkeys as well i think um so that's kind of my thoughts in general about jakes again uh sure for entertainment value they're phenomenal they eat the same right uh great for kids um again if you're in a pop if you're at your land your property whatever you know, doesn't have a booming turkey population. Yeah, you think twice. Think twice about pulling the trigger. Um, you know, and let that uh, let that population try to rebound. Um, but uh, that are that is my my uh, my thoughts there about the Jake decoys and of course the whole saga uh, with uh, Forrest Gump and Jenna. Uh, very 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 sad and uh, and frustrating. But um, that is women, folks. They they can really really give you give you all kinds of stuff. Anyway, uh, including uh, a wonderful life and beautiful children. So, um, yeah, Forrest Gump's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of an outlier. Uh, statistical word there for you. Let's talk about uh, decoys. Um, decoys are extremely important. Uh, I have been using decoys ever since I started turkey hunting. And, you know, back in the day, they really, they just had hen decoys. Okay, so it's a hen and... You know, that's it's just a hint, right? Uh, then they they started coming out with Jake decoys, okay. And then they kind of came out with the first gobbler decoys. I mean, now God, now they've got everything. You know, they've got you know the party pack with uh, you know whole. It's almost like it's almost like duck decoys, you know. So uh, I use decoys religiously. Uh, I believe in them. Uh, they work. Um, I think uh, I think they're phenomenal. Just like predator hunting. I always want to have something out there that gets the attention of the the species that I am I am hunting. Uh, I'd probably use a deer decoy actually if uh, if it weren't so big and I wasn't so lazy. Uh, that being said, I sometimes when I'm running and gunning for turkeys, so so that is I park the vehicle and I make a call and I'm listening for gobblers. Right? Um, if I uh, if if I'm you know running and gunning through the bush looking for looking for birds. I may not bring a decoy with me because if you're setting up a decoy in the back and up, you know, you could be in jeopardy of, um, you know, potentially of that, that bird seeing you set up that decoy. So, uh, but let, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about decoys and the significance of them and, and kind of what role they play in, and really the, the hunting scenario, you know, first and foremost, this early in the season, you know, any, any any tenured turkey hunting will tell you it, it is especially with a good hen population. It is tough, 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 tough to break a tom or toms plurals uh, away from the hens. Okay, uh, and and truthfully, I don't think you have much of a chance in hell if you don't have a decoy. 
Uh, so, you know, if you're in an area and you've got hens that are coming in or they're working in there, maybe they heard you calling and you got gobblers in tow, you know, having a decoy out there is at least going to give you a fighting chance. And, and have I pulled away? Uh, have I pulled away hens from, um, excuse me, have I pulled away gobblers using a decoy? Absolutely. And have they been hen up? Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you it happens every time because it serves hell doesn't, but it is possible. And uh, I, so I highly recommend uh, having at least a hen decoy with you. Um, you know, they're relatively inexpensive. They can, they kind of fit in the, the back pouch of your turkey vest. So uh, definitely going to recommend that one. Uh, as far as the position is concerned, man, th th this is key. This is absolutely key. You want to put that hen decoy in a position that's going to give you the most success. Okay. And obviously that's, that's, that's kind of stupid. It sounds like something a dad would say, right? Uh, but it, but it's true. Okay. You know, you, you, if you're, if you're setting up here, you want to make sure that you put that decoy uh, where it's going to give you a great shot, okay? Now, remember, if you're right-handed, you don't want to put, uh, if, if you're right-handed and you, know, you don't want to put that decoy all the way to your far right, right? Because you're you're going to have to turn like this, and if you're fat like me, it's a real pain in the butt. If you're going to do anything, have it straight out in front of you, it's your left. Obviously, it's going to be the opposite if you're left-handed. Some people don't think about that, though, and they can really bite you in the ass when you got to, uh, a turkey that's you know that's walking up on you and he's you know a different angle and you you got to move and shoot you're you're screwed he's gonna see you and he's out of there. Uh, also, you you really want to put that turkey decoy in an area where it's gonna be seen the most. Okay, you know for example, uh, this past weekend I'm in a pop up blind that I set up near a feeder, and uh, I've got the pop-up blind positioned back in the bush, okay, back underneath the cedar. It was great until the sun started to set, and then it got really hot, okay? It's like a microwave. Kind of miserable, but we got through it. Um, but with that decoy, I put that decoy kind of out in the middle of the road and only about 20 yards from me. So it was this great shot for my daughter shooting that Stevens 410 with the tungsten turkey load, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, when she shot her bird with it last time too. So, uh, but what was great about that is that any gobbler that was coming, I mean, within, you know, 400 yards could see that hen decoy. And, uh, so that, so, you know, not only do they got my calling, but you've got that visual cue as well. And, uh, I mean, that I definitely attribute that. I mean, the calling is great and that's, what's going to kind of bring them in, but having that visual thing really kind of potentially helps, helps set the hook. Okay. Um, something else I recommend, you know, a lot of these decoys, um, you know, ha have I killed turkeys with just a decoy that just kind of stands there? Sure. Yeah. But, but what I like is I like a turkey decoy, uh, that's got a, um, that's got a threaded, uh, screw thing going through the top of the decoy where you can put a butterfly nut on there and then you can tighten and loosen that butterfly nut. So, you know, and, and I started doing that years ago, and I, I think it's a hell of a lot better. Why? Because my, my decoy actually looks like a real turkey and not some sort of decoy, right? Because that thing is going to bob and weave and move with the wind. Uh, and I've actually seen gobblers respond to that. You know, they're coming in, and then the wind kind of shifts, and my decoy kind of turns around, and it, it, I think it really helps. Um, I think it really helps set the mood. So, 
if you've got a decoy that's you know that's got some sort of nut or something on the top, change it for a wing nut. Okay, obviously carry extra with you because you're gonna lose them and you'll never find them out there. Uh, but but that is something that I do and uh, I've used it with a lot of success. Uh, one thing I will mention is be careful with the Jake decoys. And we talked earlier about Jake's. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned is that you know Jake's can be super aggressive to Tom's. And uh, you know you get a you get a uh, um, you 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 get a millennial Tom over there, and he you know he he wants to talk, but he can't talk. You know he he he's trying to text while the hen's older than him, and he she doesn't have a an iPhone, and you know he's too much of a pansy to come up and talk to him. And then the young Jakes wearing the game hats come up and they beat the snot out of him. Um, I've actually never saw I've never seen it happen, but uh, allegedly it does happen. I I've seen Jakes get aggressive. Uh, so you got to be careful when you put a Jake decoy out there. When's the best time to put a Jake decoy out there? Well, you know, I, I, I think it kind of depends on the time of year. And I think it depends on the kind of bird too. You know, I, I, I have had some success, um, a little bit later in the season. Okay. So you know, later in the season, the hens go to nest. They're not walking around looking for action. And so the gobblers are like, dude, you know, this is ridiculous and need some action. And so, you know, when they do find a, a candidate, if you will, um, you know, they, they kind of go all in. And, of course, we've all seen the videos of these big toms beating up these jakes. Uh, but, but, again, I, I would caution you on using a jake earlier in the season. Um, can you go wrong with a hen decoy? No. No, in my opinion, you, you, you really cannot. Um, so, uh, again, that, that, is my, uh, that is my suggestion. So, again... Uh, point of these topics were just to to hit on some of the the, the decoys, hit on some of the the um, uh, couple of the real important topics. Hope you're listening to this maybe on the way to your place. Uh, I sure hope it helps you too. I mean these are these are things that I've learned over the years, and um, you know they've helped me become a uh, definitely a better turkey hunter. Of course, I am nowhere near the turkey hunter that my my co-host is, Mister El Bendito himself, uh, Jimmy. Um, he is a turkey fanatic, and uh, hopefully we'll get to hear from him here uh, in uh, not too long. So, uh, anyways, that is all I have for you all tonight. Thank you so much for listening to us. Again, sorry for the sporadicness of the podcast. It's <laughs> it's been a crazy year in a good way, though. So, uh, we are we are going to be doing more of these, like we say, and uh, check in uh, with us next week. We'll have some more turkey tips. Uh, as we continue the talking Texas turkey two-step tantrum. I was trying to think of, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, and also I'd like you all to ponder that whole Forrest Gump thing. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's, it's just, boy, he got dealt a bad hand of cards on that. So, anyways, that is all for me tonight. Support your local feed store. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.